0: But it's also really important for our kids to know that they are enjoyed. And what are the things that we do to speak that into our kids, right? Because I think at our core, all of us wanna know that we're enjoyed.
1: Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Do you ever do things that you do maybe even over and over again, and you don't know why you do them, but you just know that's the right way to do it? Well, let me tell you about when I was young, my mother taught me how to fold towels. Did you know that there's a right way to fold towels and a wrong way to fold towels? Well, I was taught that you fold them in half and then you fold them in thirds, then makes a nice little folded towel. And I just thought that was the way everybody was supposed to fold towels. That's the way you did it. Well, it wasn't until I grew up and probably even had a house of my own that I realized. The reason that I was told to fold towels that way is because that's how they fit in the cupboard, because the cupboard wasn't that deep and you had to fold them so they fit nicely in the cupboard. There are reasons that we do what we do, but we have no idea and don't think about those reasons. So that brings me to some thoughts on parenting. I really love it when we can bring to the podcast and to Kids Strength for Life tips and tricks that make things easier and smoother for your day. That is just super important. But sometimes we need to go back and really get this perspective of why we're doing what we're doing. And that is one of the things we're doing this morning. Perspective isn't necessarily the shiny object, but I think it's actually more important than some of the shiny objects of tips and tricks and all the things that you can do. This morning we are going to talk about perspective. And this morning's perspective is going to be on, generally, joy. Now, this is a topic that is probably talked about a lot, and you probably think, oh, I've heard it all before, but Jamie Mitchell brings perspective that is brand new and fresh, and it is the foundation for carrying out all the things that we do. So don't go into this thinking it's not practical. It is probably one of the most practical things that we will talk about because it informs everything that we do. This is the second of three podcasts on this subject by Jamie. And if you didn't hear the first one, I highly suggest you go back and listen to podcast number 42. So let's go on in and listen to Jamie now. What about honesty in our frustrations with ourselves as parents or as kids? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah,
0: I, I think that's where shame often kicks in, right? Those are the places of our life where I think we start to question, is God actually good enough? Is he actually as good as he says he is? Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Is he actually trustworthy? And depending on how we grew up and our understanding of God, we might say, Yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me and that's good enough for me to get to heaven. But while I'm here, I have to figure out how to manage sin and how to do all the things. And yet over and over in scripture, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm -hmm. He's not expecting perfection from us. He's actually wanting us to recognize that we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And that in that, those are the places where he intercedes. Those are the places where he does his work. And mm-hmm. so being able to recognize if we're in Christ, we're a new creation. The old is gone and the new is come. If we really trust, if we can really trust that God is a truth teller, that God actually means what he says when he says those things in scripture, then yeah. it gives us a foundation to be able to say, man, there are places that I recognize I completely screwed up as a parent. Right. And a lot of that for me centers around, Ways that I was not gracious to my kids, right? Mm -hmm. Ways that I expected them to measure up because they were the measure marker for my identity and my sense of worth as a parent.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I have to look back on that regret and say, God, it's hard for me to do this, but I trust that your grace is even sufficient for that. I get to live a little bit differently because I trust that your grace is sufficient for Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what was back then and what's happening today too.
1: Yeah. What you said reminds me that we're told in scripture that real sacrifice that God desires the most is the contrite heart, not the things Mm -hmm. that we do or bring or things that we sometimes think, but it's our open heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And over and over again, he reminds us it's finished, right? That that his work on the cross is complete and it's good enough for us. It's sufficient for us. And yet we often try to add on to it, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. in some way we live in a world that says we have to measure up in certain ways. And what a beautiful gift we can give ourselves and give our kids and give our families when we say, my love for you is not contingent on Your performance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because I think that, yes, I want what's best for you. Yes, I want you to make healthy choices. All of those things are true. And I will still be here when mistakes are made. And I'm going to work really hard to have a loving response when things don't measure up to my expectations. Because I think, like, how beautiful it is that we have a loving God who chooses compassion and care and grace. Mm-hmm. And not condemnation mm-hmm. when we fall short, when we make mistakes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And earlier you opened up with talking about the burdens. And when we are honest and just bring our imperfections to God and we just lay them at his feet, that is the most honest thing we can do. That's when the burdens Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. And that's yeah. when we get to experience
0: fullness of joy, right? I think... We feel like maybe we'll experience joy when our house is in order or well organized or looks beautiful or our kids behave or our kids go to college or our kids get married or we start having grandchildren. But really, like at the core of it, is I think we experience joy when we have a bigger hope that the frustrations of today, at some point, they're all going to fall away and we get to just be in the presence of Jesus. He was able to take up the difficulties of the day that he was living in. Hebrews talks about how, but for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. And Mm -hmm. clearly that's not a joyful experience. And yet he was able to look beyond it because he saw there's a bigger story. There's a bigger picture. And... I am playing my part in the bigger picture of bringing God's kingdom to the earth. So I think that's really what joy is about, like having a sense of hopefulness that the things that are exceedingly painful in our daily life is just momentary and that God's writing a much bigger story that we get Mm. to be a part of. Yeah.
1: So good. Yeah. Okay, Jamie, you did such a good job of explaining our identity and how sometimes we find our identity in the wrong things, whether it be our house or our kids or our family. What about our kids' identity? Sometimes we forget that they are developing identities. What can we do to build their identity? I think that's a great question and one that might be
0: challenging to answer, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Um, I (laughs) think recognizing that In the same ways that we are complex and have our good days and our bad days and days when we throw our tantrums and days when we respond to things in ways that we're happy with and proud of, being able to recognize that in our kids and being able to say to them, not just with our words, but with our actions, like you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And one of my good friends along the way used to talk about, yeah, it's important to train our kids, to discipline, to create boundaries for our kids, but it's also really important for our kids to know that they are enjoyed. And what are the things that we do to speak that into our kids, right? Because I think at our core, all of us want to know that we're enjoyed, not Mm -hmm. just Tolerated, not just um expected to behave in a certain way, but that were recognized and enjoyed, and I know Nicole, who you've had on your show before, she talks about just recognizing and making observations, not even necessarily
1: like, oh, I love your pink sparkling skirt, or you seem to really love dancing.
0: you're so great at it, and just making observations, like mm-hmm. oh, I, I notice. That you're really excited to be here today. Letting kids recognize that they're seen and enjoyed and appreciated just as they are. I think that makes a big difference and ends up going a long way in the moments when things do need to be corrected or redirected. And Mm -hmm. I've even noticed that with my teenagers. The more that they feel enjoyed and nurtured, the more that I say I love you, the more that I hug them, the more that... I even like force them to make eye contact with me, (laughs) right? Um, All of those things communicate to them, like Mm -hmm. you're important and what you bring to the world is important. Mm -hmm. And and I think that speaks a lot to them about the ways that God sees them too. And then even just overtly speaking that out to them, right? God's grace is big enough for you and the weeks Mm -hmm. when you are having a hard time or you feel like. You're losing friends or things are falling apart. Like God is big enough for that,
1: for you too. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. I love, love, love everything that you were just sharing about building our kids identity. And that is so good. And I'm wondering if building our kids Christ identity would fit in this, how you'd feel about that. When I say Christ identity, I'm thinking of that as believers, we become united to Christ. We share in his attributes, many of his Mm -hmm. attributes, not all of them, obviously, but we share in his attributes. We share in his death and resurrection. We share Mm -hmm. in, I think, this joy that we're talking about comes from Christ. So I guess the question is, how do we build Christ identity into our kids. As mm-hmm. a parent, that is a pretty hefty responsibility. Obviously the Holy Spirit will do it, but what can we do to encourage it?
0: It's interesting that you talk about the Holy Spirit and scripture talks about how really is the work of the Holy Spirit to prepare people's hearts to be reconciled with God. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I think then as a parent, if we recognize that it's God's job, it's God's responsibility, then we just get to be contributors to the larger story of God's work in our kids' lives, if that makes sense.
1: Which mm-hmm. I think
0: maybe releases us from some of the sense of burden that we often carry as parents. If I don't do it right, my kid's not going to know Jesus. And right. And so there's something I think about being able to live in a bit of freedom with our kids and being able to say, gosh, these are the ways that I experienced the goodness of God in my life. These are the things that life in Jesus has done for me. In Hebrew culture, they build their Ebenezer. And so that when people would see the stones, they would be able to remember and recount the stories. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's something so beautiful about sharing scripture with our kids, teaching them the Bible, but then also sharing our own stories of these are the ways that God is forming me. These are the things that God is doing. These are the things that, like the little miracles, even surrounding your birth and your life. And Mm. these are the things that I'm seeing God do in you, pointing them back to the source in that and saying, I can see the way that God is molding and shaping you even through hard things. I think it says something to our kids. And Mm -hmm. at least I hope it does, right? Mm -hmm. Because every kid is going to go on their own journey of turning their hearts to Jesus. And we don't always know what we're doing and if it makes any difference. But again, I just have to trust that there's a much bigger story at play Mm -hmm. and that the little seeds that we sow in our kids' lives when they're young will speak something to them Mm -hmm. when they get older too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally love that. I think you put that together very well. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I used to think that if I did one little thing wrong, that I'd blown the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not like that. It's built with little tiny seeds, like you said, and each of those seeds grow something within our kids. And if there's one little seed that doesn't bloom the way we expect it to bloom, the garden is still beautiful. And our kids will not be ruined by one little thing that we've done wrong or two or three or even how many. The Lord is faithful to do his work in our kids, even Mm -hmm. when we mess up. And I just love knowing that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, Austin, I don't know about other
0: parents, but I know that when my kids were young, I parented often from a place of fear you talk you talked about it in your own life if i make this one mistake then my kid is going to turn out to do this horrible mm-hmm. thing or be this mm-hmm. person just, or
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and i think that's why i keep coming back over and over in my life it's like i feel like i keep preaching to my own heart god's yeah. grace is sufficient it's okay for me to be imperfect in the same ways that it's okay for my kids to be imperfect. It's okay for me to have my journey towards greater trust in God. And it's also okay for my kids to have their own journey in Mm -hmm. greater trust in God. Mm -hmm. And if I'm constantly caught up in this cycle of worry and fear and anxiety, what is that communicating to my kids about trusting a loving God? Not that means that we... Again, can't express honest emotions, but I think it's helpful to be able to say in those moments, I believe Jesus helped me with my unbelief. I believe that you have a good outcome. Help me in this place that I am right now, where I'm sitting,
1: Mm -hmm. where it's hard to see it. Yeah, yeah. So we have imperfections, but our God is perfect. And when we have identity with that perfect God then we share in that perfection not that we act perfectly all the time but we share in his perfection and i think if we can grasp that it's just is very encouraging yeah to,
0: it's freedom giving right to be able mm-hmm. to say god's work in me isn't complete but it doesn't mean that the work he's already done isn't good enough right, right and right. and he's continuing to mature me towards the person that he's designed mm-hmm. me to be and the more that i accept that instead of trying to fight it and perfect myself, the more I can say, God's doing the work of perfecting me. Mm-hmm. And I just get to embrace it and trust it. And I don't know about you, but that brings me so much joy, right? If we're talking yeah. about joy, it's like, yeah, oh, I actually get to live in so much more freedom and because I can just trust that God's doing a good work and I just get to participate in it. We're going shoulder to shoulder in this instead of me trying to measure up in some way or yeah. fix myself so that I'm acceptable. Yeah. Or fix my kids so that they're acceptable.
1: Yes. Yeah. So the same journey he's taking us through, he's taking our kids through. So right. when our kids at 12 years old do something that we think, oh, no, this is the end. They've gone off the deep end. My kids are never going to turn out well. The story is not done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just have a really gracious God that will carry us. Uh, oh, that's so good. And that's such good news. It is good news. Yeah. yeah. When we set out on this parenting joy, we have a lot of expectations, and they're pretty hard to meet. Our expectations yeah. are like way up here, mm-hmm. and we just think that everything is going to go the way we think it's going to go, sure. and then we find out that it doesn't. How can we have joy in that? It's easy to know how to have joy when everything's going well, but what about when things aren't going well? Where do we? How do we find joy when things aren't the way we want them to be? Yeah, I think that's this. Struggle and the wrestling
0: of every human being, right? I think that we create pictures in our head of what it's going to look like to be a parent.
1: Well, how about that for a cliffhanger? We're going to finish Jamie and my conversation next podcast. So be sure to come back, subscribe if you haven't subscribed before, and we'll continue to talk about that joy that we receive in a perspective, a Christ perspective affects everything from our peace to our security to the way we love our kids. So let me remind you to check out com, and the four is the number four, because there are many things there that can help you along your parenting journey. And this week, remember to rest in the Lord.